smash that mouse. Okay. Run our intro. We. Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, 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 and welcome. <laughs> we are live, apparently. Uh, welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. We are broadcasting on several platforms today. This is a little bit of a dive into the deep end for me and my friend Ashley here. Think change repeat. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. <laughs> us, me. Very happy to be here. And um, yeah, it's good to see you. And you too. And um, thank you for, you're going to be button control operator today and I'm going to be host because you're feeling not quite up to talking too much today I understand you're not feeling 100% so yeah a little under the weather voice is being a little weird for mm. uh, whatever reason so thank you for that <laughs> we can only speculate <laughs> and we will Absolutely. but uh, from one voice into another I just thought I'd do a little bit of a wrap-up since I've been mentioning the voice from Australia the referendum that we have now had it is now in our rearview mirror that bit is <laughs> anyway um, yes. the, ne the next battle ensues but uh, it, it was it was a little bit of a victory here let's pretend that you know everything is legit <laughs> uh, so the no vote was victorious which um, uh, was a landslide. Yeah, I mean, it was like, what was it, 80%? I should have had the percentages, but it was it was massive. There was a large proportion of Australia just went, no, <laughs> no, yeah. how about no? Um, Which seems encouraging, right? I mean, that seems like a good sign, yeah. at least. <clears throat> yeah, well, it is. I mean, it, it, it was encouraging probably more in the sense that Australia is clearly a little more awake than they're giving us credit for. Um, it was good to see quite a lot of people united uh, along the same lines too. It's, so, I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of lies and a lot of deception in the lead-up, particularly in the last few weeks as they got more and more desperate. Um, and I, I reported on all that, and that's also been part of um, Drew Misson's show. Shout out, Drew, on You're Missing the Point. We did a lead-up um, few series about just explaining some of the more detailed things that most people would have missed um, or just don't have time or even, aren't even aware that there's details there to be looked at. Um, according to the Prime Minister, there certainly wasn't. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the, the no vote ensued. Now it's been turned around on us as all the no voters are racists and uh, selfish and um, don't care about the Aboriginals and it's just like... Ugh give it a rest. It's obvious that everyone just went, no, this is not a good idea because you bloody well lied to us and you haven't been forthcoming with any of the details that are very, very clearly important when you're changing a constitution. I mean, what? how is that? Prime Minister says um, it's a one-page document, this thing that we have to refer to, the uh, the Uluru Statement of the Heart. I've, I've talked about this, but basically that was all a tribal signature kind of um, treaty between the tribes that was then sort of brought in, you know, to be united with the government. So that's sort of what the voice was going. Anyway, I've talked about it all before, but 
um, this guy, this Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, sorry, Albanese, um, <laughs> he was saying it's a one-page A4 document and it was, in fact, a, a multiple-page document, 26 pages, although I've heard there was more even. Anyway, um, that bit's over, but uh, there was a lot of money spent on this referendum that we really didn't have to have because it was very, very clear what the outcome was going to be well before we got to the polls. Uh, I've heard between 350 and 400 million, which, you know, it's probably loose change for you guys, but this is Australia. <laughs> it's not America. Um, population, I think, oh, I don't know, 26, 28 million, something like that. I haven't really checked lately. It's probably a lot less by now. Yeah. Sadly. Very sadly. Did you want to have a, have a insert some info there? Because <laughs> I've yeah. been rambling. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, um, I was just going to, basically chime in on some of the stuff that you'd said. So I have been following your work with Drew on this, and I knew that they had been lying about even the document itself that they were discussing. And they were telling people it's one page, it's one page, it's one page. And then um, according to, I think, your coverage, it, was, it turned out to be like a 26-page document or something like that. And people had been being lied to um, about even that basic fact. And um, I also feel like it's interesting in that it, it's another big thing that they're getting people to be at each other's throats over. Like every oh, totally. single yeah, thing yeah. has to be, you know, I'm on this side, I'm on that side, you're a racist because you're this and you deserve to be canceled. Like, and this is happening absolutely globally. It's very uh it's a really crazy time so well, it's it's political so of course it's going to be divisive i mean that's that's basically what it's there for sure um by bipartisan by this by that multi whatever um uh, i mean that was only one lie that he told the whole the whole document thing it was a pretty big one that's why i keep mentioning it but just things like um you know 80 percent of the indigenous want this and that was a, an outright lie out outright lie um, the fact that there's no representation. They had plenty of representation. They have plenty of help. They have a huge budget. So I think now, you know, basically people are also calling for some audits, which <laughs> certainly should happen, but um, as long as it's audited by the right people. But uh, there's been a lot of, you know, it's, it's wakened people up. It's woken, wakened, awakened. <laughs> it's awakened, awakened people. Yes. yes. Um, up to just how much money is being flung around and not accounted for, um, and just how much obviously a lot of people don't trust the government now, which has changed because a lot of people did used to trust the government who now don't, which is awesome. That's really good. <laughs> I'm so glad that's happened. It's, it's, it's great. It's just the way truth works, isn't it? It always gets exposed and basically those who try to cover it shoot themselves in the foot just seems to be the way it goes. Yeah, I was certainly relieved to hear, <clears throat> excuse me, that the no's ended up winning this and especially such a huge margin. I thought that was a very good sign. Now, what I'm what I was expecting, honestly, was going to be some sort of fuckery with the election results in the same way that we had our most recent election here. Um, it obviously the the 2020 election. And there were so many things that didn't add up. And yet people were, you know, having their channels deleted or demonetized for even mentioning the fact that the election was not in the up and up. 
So I was sort of expecting something like that, but maybe it matters in respect to the margins, right? Maybe if it's closer, then they feel that they have a little bit more ability to, to change the results. Um, mm. Or maybe it's all fake to begin with. I haven't, you know, I don't know. I, it doesn't really make sense to me, but I was expecting some fuckery there. So I was glad that it ended up being no. Yeah, well, watch this space because I'm not I'm not fully going to sit back and, you know, light my cigar just yet um, because it, we know very well that no matter what the outcome, they've got their bases covered, you know. If it's this, then this happens. If it's that, then that happens. But either way, it's still going to head towards the same spearhead, you know. Um, so it's it's already been spoken and and insinuated by a number of people that, um, you know, it's the treaty is still going to go ahead and all this kind of thing because there's this thing, truth, truth, voice, treaty. Um, it basically, look, it all just ends up in the same snake pit, really, the end result. If this is what they want to get through and they're going to just try another way now, which is the whole United Nations land grab thing in, in the, you know, big picture at the very top. Um, so, uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But um, this, that, there's a little video there that I put up. Um, it's just a couple of minutes that I thought was worth playing because I think it's a really good point. And, um, yeah, I'm seriously considering. <laughs> I, I should find out how, how much my local council spent on this, on this yes thing because, yeah, that's one thing that's really, um, uh, I guess, woken me up since 2022 is the actual, the real power of local councils. Like I just didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. I'm, I'm, obviously, they're powerful. They can make a lot of decisions. They can make or break your your building, etc. But it really, they are really, 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 really powerful. <laughs> so um, yeah, I can see. You know, you've just got to sort of get in at ground level, I suppose. Try try to make those differences. Um, yeah, it takes a special kind of person to do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, you know, have the right temperament to deal with. Um, excuse my language, but you know dickheads <laughs> at council yeah. meetings because there's a lot of them um usually you know part of the council so yeah those people that can deal with those sort of things i'm happy to do your graphics for you <laughs> have an interview with you but i'm just not one of those people i'm afraid i'd be too hot-headed yeah um, and that reminds me of our buddy that we interviewed forest mommy because she mm -hmm. is making a go of the local city council in her area. And, um, you know, she had a pretty big Twitter account and she has caught and caught a lot of grief for trying to do this. But I feel like, um, that people should respect the fact that somebody is trying to get in there and be aware of what's happening and get in front of some of these things that these people try to sneak through on you. Um, and it does, I think we still have an opportunity to make a difference at the local level because you can call them out. You can see them um, and be ahead of the curve a little bit at the local level, whereas we don't really have a say at the federal level. As yeah. We yes. And, um, you know, the way they work is to boil the frog slowly and change things little by little. And, you know, sadly, they have a massive head start because, it takes so long for people to wake up and then it takes even longer to work out exactly what the plan is, you know, what the ploy is so that you can then work out your strategy, you know. So I guess really the strategy is probably um, dealing with it at local levels 
in little bit by little bit. Um, doing what I mean, they always kick the can, so I guess we've got to try to trip them up with their plans and make them, you know, kick the can for them out of resistance or asking questions, making them prove things. I don't know how you do it because um, I think I did mention the Yarrow Valley in Victoria a couple of months ago now. There were some uh, council meetings that the public were coming in, you know, in force, like in numbers, not too intimidating, but there was a number of the public turning up and wanting to ask questions, etc. and the council weren't really prepared for it and it, you know, became this situation where the councillors were, you know, claiming to feel unsafe and all this sort of ridiculous, pathetic things. And as a result now it's, um, yeah, like register for council meetings and, um, oh, they're still public, they're just online (laughs) and stuff like that. So it's not really, you know, they'll just change the rules to suit themselves and, And you know, all this human rights stuff. We saw that happening here in the States as well, especially whenever we had angry parents at school boards who were Mm. upset about mask mandates, excuse me, mask mandates, and they were upset about, uh, you name it, inappropriate material being taught in schools, um, the way that trans issues were being handled. And they basically, they made it sound um, in the corporate press, like these people were a threat that I mean, it was the exact same story. They felt unsafe, um, all that stuff. So I do think that it is just the the global march to continue to shut down and vilify freedom of speech, even when it's supposed to be guaranteed, and especially in areas like that. Yep. Oh, definitely. Um, anyway, let's have a look at some, you know, a possible solution. I've, I've noticed a lot of people coming up with solutions about things lately, which is really encouraging. Like people are banding together. There was a mob, uh, I'm not sure where it was. It might have been Victoria. It could have been Queensland, actually. Anyway, um, this township had banded together and bought a whole bunch of diesel in bulk. And it's, you know, I mean, it does take a, little, a bit of trust, these kind of things. So you've got to be careful who you do it with, I guess. But um, yeah, it was just, I just saw that as a positive step forward of, you know, these people, had, like-minded people had come up with a solution and, yeah, and I think uh, banded so. together and we're into it. So it's That's good. a great idea. Yeah. Um, anything that you can do like that to try to get in front of the issues. Are you ready for me to cue this video up? However, yeah, in a sec. However, I'm just thinking actually as I'm saying that it probably won't be long until, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this is the problem, isn't it? Is You get into all this red tape business then where they come and visit your property and go, oh, you're not allowed to have this much fuel on your land unless you have a, you know, ticket for this or whatever. I don't know. I don't really know how it works, but I would imagine there was probably things like that. Otherwise, you know, everyone would have a huge fuel tank in their backyard sort of thing, which wouldn't be ideal. But, yeah, that's the problem is the red tape and all that stuff. So they, that's what yes. can stuff up all that. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes I think you can get in front of that. You can get around it. it. And I think it depends on the the people there and how well they know the community, how well they know the sheriff's department, you know, here in the States and things like that. So I do think that you're right. Uh, barriers, a barrier to entry will likely be set up in almost every situation. If the sheriff's department and the city council and the local government, if they're not kind of on your page already. However, I Mm. still feel like people 
even if these roadblocks are put in front of them, that they will be able to find ways around them if they understand the big picture that we really need to be thinking out of the box and knowing that they're going to send roadblocks our way, but we'll figure it out. Mm. I think it's the group of people and, and being on the same page with people like that, that is really the answer because you will have hiccups along the way. But if you're all together, you're all on the same page and you all have a fairly good understanding of what they're trying to do, then I, I still think that people can figure it out. Yeah. It's just a, just about being creative and, and clever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we should, when I say, you know, it's all about the red tape and I'm not saying that encouraging people to comply with all that system, but that's just what happens. They find out sure. that you have a tank because I don't know, they see it on satellite or whatever, or somebody says something and it's only a matter of time before they're at the gate just going, Hey, you can't do that. So, you know, sure. I mean, you can't stop it. You can't stop them from visiting you. <laughs> so yep. yeah, just got to be clever, just, I guess. Yep. And you just have to be ready for it, ready and understanding of the obstacles um, mm. that could be coming up. But uh, I, so I think having an expectation of that, but Hey, okay. So if something happens, then what are we, what's our next move? What are we going to do yeah. from here? Well, that's it. I mean, you, you really got to be realistic too, because, you know, I mean, people sort of, I see people sort of posting things of, oh, I'm at this point and I'm, I'm doing this, which is, you know, it's fantastic. Whatever you're doing, I don't know, making your own fuel or whatever. But have you thought about the next bit? Have you thought about the bit that's going to come after that and that bit after that? Um, and it's like, oh, he's such a wet blanket. <laughs> you know, It's like, well, you got to think of this stuff, you know. I mean, yeah, it is. It, it's bloody realistic. But let's hope, you know, we've got to prepare and hope that we never need that stuff. But if we do, it's going to be a real bummer if we haven't done anything. So... Yeah, it's finding the people that are prepared to be realistic, I think, and not um, pretending that things aren't going to get that bad because they very well might without trying to be too black-pilled, you know. Yeah, and I think, too, at a point, you I mean, you can only be so prepared. You can do as much as you possibly can do, True. but there still are scenarios that you can't be prepared for. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, just doing the best that you can and uh you know, having the yeah. attitude of working together as as much as possible and yeah. uh, overcoming those obstacles that are thrown your way. Yeah, well, the most important thing is building the um, the, the water and the food network, really, because that's probably the things that's going to be the most crucial to be local as possible. There's quite a few places around the world at the moment that have water problems. Um, so, yeah, that's something probably to think about. Rather than yeah. the escaping things, just <laughs> think about the supply things. Anyway, let's um, move on to something that's more of a solution, which is like, I thought it was a good idea anyway. Back to the okay, local council. Okay, that's the video? Thing. Yes. Okay. It's a bit of a slow news day, so, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is what we're, uh, this well, what we're facing. Well, uh, if you don't want to talk about World War Three, Exactly. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Leave All that to right, the people who understand it people and, and another group of people who were spending your money on yes campaigns failed obviously were councils you know every now and again you hear someone say something and you wish you'd said it first well I sort of had that experience when Chris O'Keefe on 2GB had the brilliant idea I can't believe we didn't think of it first here that these councils who wasted your ratepayers' money supporting the voice to parliament in the tens of thousands of dollars in some cases 
the councillors themselves who supported it should pay that money back. Take a listen. Local councils have absolutely no place to be spending ratepayers' money on social causes ever. All of them should give discounts on rate notices as of next quarter. Quite right. I mean, you spent our money on a failure, on a political motive that was really no business of your council whatsoever. And what, we're just meant to deal with the fact that our rates have gone up. I mean, look, the rates on, on one of my properties, or my property in Adelaide, has, has gone up. They want an extra $1,000 in the first quarter, for heaven's sake. I mean, that's just come out of nowhere. And all of you watching at home who are sitting there having to deal with your mortgage going up, your council rates going up, where does this money come from? It doesn't seem to matter to the councils. They can do whatever they want and they can compulsorily take the money from you. But Chris O'Keefe also pointed out Nathan Cleary, who is the captain of the Penrith. Yeah, you could stop it there. Saved the Penrith Panthers in the dark. Please, my friend. So he just goes on to point out the use of... um celebrities and things in all these kind of things and how we've just got to stop doing that as well. And I'm all for that, you know, because same thing, COVID, and now it was the voice. So, you know, you throw a few of the famous sold washed out (laughs) Australians up there and they thought that was going to work, but it sure as hell didn't. So that sucked in. Um, But, yeah, I reckon that's a fantastic idea is uh, because, as he quite rightly says, what right do councils and governments, for that matter, have to put so much money into social issues. Like it really, I mean, the corporations that flung millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars at that Yes campaign, especially in the last few weeks, was just unbelievable. And, you know, what for? So there's the fascism side of it. <laughs> but um, yeah. It's basically being run like a propaganda campaign. Um, totally. You know, that's they're spinning it on on trying to get people to vote in the way that they want them to vote. And that does not seem to be on the up and up. I can't believe um, that that's where we're at. But Well, it's just all part of the, the brainwashing campaign, isn't it? I mean, they've been at that for, for decades with, um, yeah, just, you know, movies and TV commercials, advertising everywhere we look. We we know how they've honed all this. So I think they just think we're little pliable puppets now and they got a bit of a shock. Um, so I hope that it is a legit shock and it's not that was planned because now this is going to happen. I mean, not, as I said, I'm not sitting too comfortably just yet. But yeah. um, we, we will see. we about this in another um, discussion that sometimes these types of – it's hard to say what the ultimate play is, but sometimes these events – are put there simply to plant the seed mm-hmm. for yep. what they want in a decade. For example, exactly. Um, you know, the push for universal health care was, you know, that was originally pushed as or peddled as a Hillary project before mm-hmm. ultimately being ushered in under Barack Obama. So sometimes it's a seed planting um Imagine that Clinton care. <laughs> Such a nutty right, moron. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, it was, it was kind of spun as something similar to that. So it was a slow march, but eventually they got what they wanted. And we know that even that in and of itself is a slow march as well, because what they want is medical tyranny and they want to, you know, tie in the medical care piece with the other social credit score 
mm. you know, whatever they're, they're judging you on in that rubric. So um, it was just one piece of the puzzle and it took them a while to get it in, but they did. Now, in this case, I hope that that's not what happens um, down there. But I, and even if it is, hopefully it means that you've bought yourself some years. Mm, I'm not too sure about that because they definitely have the next step well and truly ready to go. Um, and the other thing is that they're, they're really putting the guilt trip on us as well. So they've, you've got, you know, all these on the verge of, you know, crocodile tears um, of these Indigenous people. I mean, some of them are truly mourning. They really are because they did believe this was going to be a good thing because they obviously went along with the whole thing and didn't look into it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so now the whole guilt trip of like, um, you know, we're all in mourning and, you know, these racists. It's, so, <laughs> it's just yeah. more division. Keep the division going, you know, keep that, keep that yeah. wave turning. And I just thought about that, that perhaps that could be part of the play is to really ramp up the racism rhetoric. Division. Mm. Yeah. Because it's obviously, it's very, very clear that that's happening here in the States, but maybe it wasn't happening as much in Australia because it was a different culture and you had the Aboriginal people and they are by and large seem to be pretty respected um, by most people. And so maybe they just weren't quite happy with the, the fact that people were mostly okay race-wise Ooh. there. Yeah, quite um, possible. And that this will be, you know, turn into something about that, something about how racist Australians are. And, well, and then yeah. the more that lie gets repeated and perpetuated, then people start to buy into that, especially if you're if you're prone to and being set up for that victim mentality and people buy mm. that, then a lot of times they really start believing all of this, like, I am a victim, I am oppressed, that uh, narrative. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of the um, Indigenous didn't really like the fact that they were being sort of, yeah, made out to be like they, they can't make it on their own and what have you because there are, you know, a lot of successful, they've, they've got just as much as opportunity or actually more, way more <laughs> than the rest of us because they have so many things like they don't have to pay for certain education. They, you know, they get lots of quirks as it is already. And, you know, nobody really has a problem with that at all. But it, apparently it wasn't enough. So, right. um, But the good thing is <clears throat> that it has put the spotlight because the yes voters are the, you know, the ones that lived in the cities where in their plush nice places or just city lifestyle, completely not connected with the remote communities and just chalk and cheese. So, I mean, the, the remote, there was some remote communities who didn't even know anything about what was going on. They had no idea what was going on. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, they're that remote. They're that third world. They're that primitive still living, I mean, just off the land and, well, pretty much. Yeah, good <laughs> uh, for them. So what I'm saying is that the spotlight has now been put on some of the real problems in the Aboriginal communities. Like hopefully now that some of that incredible amount of money, like what was it, $35 billion a year, $40 billion a year goes towards different programs for Indigenous as it is already every year. But now I guess hopefully the spotlight is going to be put on where that money is going and some results, I hope. I hope so, so too because yep. it seems pretty – uh, I mean, if it was being used wisely, then those people would not, <clears throat> you would think, 
they wouldn't really have to be worrying about money. You would think that they would be have high standards of living. And that is not my understanding based on what I've listened to um, from the missing the point voice series that you've been a part of is that there's still a lot of really serious issues, including poverty in these communities. And with that amount of money, what is the, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot to say this, but it's gotta be a small amount of people, uh, total of the population. So $35 billion. Yeah. Where's the money going? Yeah. Well, I didn't know about that until this voice thing sort of came around it's like well good it's opened people's eyes to holy moly where's all that money going (laughs) why are they all still living in not all of them but you know yeah so as you say I mean I don't think they particularly want to live in plush apartments and things I don't know I can't really speak for them Uh, but that was another thing you know other tribes aren't meant to speak for other tribes so that was another sort of a you know a traditional law that was being completely disrespected but anyway um that's where we're at now and uh Nothing much else is being spoken about apart from the Middle East and that. Yeah, and we're not going to go too much into this. <clears throat> but one thing that I did want to bring up to you that I thought was very weird is that we have, <clears throat> and we talked about this a little bit before the show, but we have politicians from the United States that are at, that are traveling as of today to the Middle East. And that would include... Joe Biden and um, Kathy Herschel, the governor of New York. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's odd. And I said that to you and you made the point that they did the same thing over in Ukraine, you know, their publicity tour, which is a fair point. But the other thing that I thought was very weird is that we know things are actively being blown up there today. Supposedly there was a hospital in Gaza that was blown up blown up and you have both sides they did it they're you know israel is blaming hamas and hamas is blaming israel and it's again the first casualty in war is the truth so who knows what is really going on there but i just thought this was very weird and then we also had talked about the fact that um somebody said this could be you know the event that they used to try to take out biden if that was part of the plan it's just uh Joe by Biden. Yeah. Joe by Biden. Yeah. So it's, but it's getting very serious over there. And there's definitely a lot of discussion about, you know, who's coming in. Is this going to be escalating and all that stuff? But we Mm -hmm. we've talked about it. We're not experts in there. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of it. You know, it's everywhere. Already. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people with opinions and there's so much propaganda around. I don't even want to go near it in the sense of, you know, I hate the fact that people are dying and innocent people are losing their homes and all that stuff. But, yeah, that's about it for me. Um, War is hell. It always has been. It always will be. It's just a business that a few elite make a heck of a lot of money out of and uh, bring their plans forward. So. That's it. And uh, I'm with you. I'm tired of it too. Uh, There's a lot of nuance there and certainly I'm no expert. I mainly just want people to not get sucked into the emotional, um, Mm. you know, the, because that's propaganda. And so trying to be aware of what you're being shown and then um, just obviously keeping an eye on how this is going to play out. Now there's one other factor concerning this that I have thought is very interesting. 
that many networks, apparently MSNBC, BBC, have let go of anchors because they have said that they were posting pro-Hamas online or supporting Hamas. And I don't, I, I assume that's through likes and, you know, actual posts that they did and things like that. But I think that it's very, it's very strange that cancel culture is kind of moving. Mm -hmm. Right. So it traditionally, especially lately, it's been, you know, if you're saying anything about uh, the mRNA experiments, if you're saying anything about uh, COVID-19, if you're saying anything about the election, you know, it's very right wing heavy focus on the censorship. But now some mainstream journalists are being fired or let go or uh, put on leave whatever you want to say, because of pro-Hamas. And there's also a lot of hullabaloo at, uh, excuse me, at some of the um, Ivy League universities, for example, Harvard right now, you know, they're they're having some, some spats about um, <clears throat> supporters pulling their support, specifically Les Wexner, who was a close associate of Jeffrey Epstein and worked with mm -hmm. Jeffrey Epstein for many, many years while the Les Wexner Foundation or whatever it's called was contributing a ton of money to Harvard. And now they're saying that they're pulling the support because Harvard isn't taking the stand that they would like to see on um, on the subject. So not not mm -hmm. the specifics of the the actual conflict or opinion. I just think it's interesting that these things are happening to yeah kind of it's like the left it's like they yeah it's like they're having these events to then move things forward and then in the fallout um that's when they get their things accomplished because like you know they I mean they're trying to break down government they're trying to break down the military they're trying to break down education now obviously um food you know I mean, they're just breaking down the whole system aren't they and all these events give reason for those things to happen so I guess we're just going to keep seeing them. Yeah, we will. And here's the other thing. A lot of people in the liberty slash truth movement were very aligned with a lot of people on the right. Not 100%, but there was a lot of overlap of those people on the right that agreed, you know, they weren't into Operation Warp Speed. They weren't buying the Ukraine war. They could see through these psyops and recognize them for what they were and they weren't buying into them. But this has changed that. So I have seen a lot of people who are right-leaning come out as just pure warmongers. I mean, they really have been activated to, to be pro-Israel here without actually trying to have an understanding, without be, excuse me, without being anti-war. Um, so it's a very, it, you know, it's just, strange that that happened and now it's like people that you at you sort of had as an ally for the truth or for people who didn't believe in um transing kids and <clears throat> that kind of thing now we're seeing a divide in mm. in that sort of alliance maybe as you would call it so yeah it's getting weird out there the pendulum is just swinging back as it was predicted to, as it always does, because this is cyclic. Nothing ever stagnates. And the only way to go when you're far left is too far right, isn't it? So, and back again and back again and back again. So yeah. it's this circle, the pendulum of life. <laughs>
Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's weird times out in there. In the big so. cuckoo clock <laughs> of this world. Yeah, <laughs> and just be aware of that. Be aware of the manipulation and, you know, <laughs> try to protect your your mental and spiritual health as best as you can in these cancel, times. Cancel your Netflix, Netflix <laughs> subscriptions and turn your bloody television off. For sure. Go outside. For sure. And then it all goes away for a while. And uh, pray for peace. I mean, this is, you know, and here's the other thing. I would encourage people, if you are anti-war, then make it known on your social media. I do think that sometimes those data points, if there's enough, they do sway to an extent. So my understanding is that the United States has already said that they're deploying 1,000 to 1,200 troops Hmm. over to Israel. And that was not something that we saw happen in Ukraine because while people seem to support the cause and they supported sending, you know, billions and billions of dollars there, admitted sending of U.S. soldiers didn't happen. But this is already, you know, uh, it's a weekend and already troops are getting deployed out here. So I think that's something that is worth speaking out about and being aware of this is i think this is different than the ukraine issue although i do think that they are trying to turn up the gas in the ukraine russia conflict at the moment as well and recently um i think today putin and xi jinping were meeting for dinner so i i feel like all of this is as you said stella it's the march towards the plan which is setting up the West versus BRICS, that's part of it. You know, bringing down the United States as the world's preeminent yeah. superpower, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and all and the other of- governments so that yes. it's just one world government. Yes. I mean, that's part of what I think this whole voice thing is partly as well. It's just like that really broke the structure of, um, you know, it woke a lot of people up, as I said, to not trust government maybe quite as much. Um uh, yeah, so I think that's what it really is. The whole system is just fracturing and, yeah, we just have to think about looking after ourselves in the sense of, you know, growing a bit of food, <laughs> making a few connections on ground level, um, being able to provide for our families as best we can as the structure breaks down because you just don't know. I mean, I never thought in a million years that I would be replaced, like with, you know, creative stuff and that, but then came along, you know, apps and AI and stuff and boom, all of a sudden, you know, people have to rethink what they're doing for the rest of their lives <laughs> to bring some income. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's it's challenge- It's certainly a challenging time for everyone, but um, don't lose heart because, you know, it could still all fall apart because look at, you know, some of the things that have happened so far have just woken so many people up that there's more and more resistance all the time and that's, that's not going to help them at all. Right. So just keep keep resisting. <laughs> Dig yeah. your heels in as much as possible. And make yeah. your anti-war sentiment be known for sure. Um, yeah, that- I guess. I don't know. I see. Sorry. I've got this thing about social media. Um, I feel that it's not – especially since everything's so much, you know, it's basically AI now. Like so a huge percentage of the internet is AI. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like everything that's put onto social media now, and I'm not trying to say you shouldn't say anything, I'm just, from my point of view, I feel like all it's doing is training AI and 
um, collecting our profiles. Like everything we do, we can say anything we want, but eventually something might catch up with us a little bit. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm just really aware of like in in the big picture, if I posted something like I hate war, war sucks, whatever, what's that going to change? It's not going to change a damn thing. It's not going to make anyone think. Um, all it's going to do is put something into my social media profile that then is collected somewhere <laughs> and sure. AI, you know, when the social credit system gets up, if it does, um, that's when all that stuff's going to come into play. All that stuff is going to be relevant yeah. in my opinion. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I do think, in my opinion, I do think that it matters and that public opinion still has some sway. And even if that's in a small way <clears throat> of, you know, celebrities, for example, will post something really stupid in today's day and time. And a lot of times they have to take it down because they get told about it and they get told uh, with the truth in mm -hmm. some cases. So I still think that if you're on social media, you need to make it known, especially be posting, you know, to some of these big accounts. Now, are they collecting your data? Yes, they have been. You know that mm. we I mean, not mm. you specifically, but we all know that they're collecting oh, everybody. Your data. And I feel like <clears throat> if you have something reasonable to say online without a call to violence or something like that, sure, it might it, it may come back um, against you. But how do we know that? an article that you read, a video that you shared, a text that you sent, all that stuff wouldn't also be included. I mean, they're going to know who does and does not go along with the, with the regime. Mm. If, if the, you know, the AI capability of scraping our data is, is that um, sophisticated and it's possible that it will be, or, you know, if they're able to do away with encryption or whatever, like they're going to know who, who is on and who is not on. Um, so my personal opinion, I don't worry about that, but mm. I understand, I respect it if somebody doesn't want to do that, but I think that you should still make it known that you, especially if you're responding to like some mainstream media that is, um, sharing war propaganda, I think it's worth putting on there and adding to what they refer to on Twitter as ratio. So people yeah. will post something, you know, stupid and then they'll get X amount of likes and then the comments will far outweigh that and the comments are blasting them because they're they're being really stupid right now. Mm. Well, it does open up discussion, but since since the AI sort of takeover, I suppose, um, I'm just hesitant about any discussion anymore because you basically, most of the time, you're probably talking to a bot. Um, I mean, I see comments on YouTube quite a lot and these people, they just get sucked in. It's like, dude, don't you know you're talking to a bot? Just give it a rest. Forget about it. Don't yeah, get so worked sure. up, you know. And I don't um, believe even arguing with uh, bots or people on the internet. I have a rule that I generally try not to do that. And I'll, but I'll give you an example of somebody who deserves your disdain. As far as we know, Ben Shapiro is a real person. If he's not, fair. But he is on Twitter and he has a large audience and he is posting pure war propaganda. And he has ever since this went down and, and none of us would expect anything different from that. But if you go there and you see like these Liberty accounts that are calling them on it every single time, I think that they're, you know, that that is good for people to see. It's because it's not just me saying it. It's a ton of people who are in the Liberty and anti-war community. Well, I reckon just everyone should just do whatever they think because um, <clears throat> you still have a choice. You know, if you want to put some stuff on your social media, 
knock yourself out. Go for it. <laughs> I reckon it's great. I mean, practice your freedom while you've got it. Um, the other thing, I had a thought that hit me um, yesterday was sort of, I thought, you know, I mean, we're in cancel culture, which can be awkward, but in some ways you're probably better off being cut, chucked off the internet. Um, but uh, they're not going to really cancel all of us because the fact is they need us. They need our data. They need our attention because data is their currency. So they're never going to really – they're not going to chuck too many people off fully off the internet or, or disconnect because they need it. So there's that. Um, I don't think everyone will end up fully cancelled or anything. I think, yeah, it, as I said, I think it probably wouldn't be a bad thing if we were all fully cancelled and we just got completely off the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, in a perfect world. It's, it's a catch-22, honestly, because, you know, a lot of my interactions – with people, especially concerning matters of liberty, are that's online. Um, mm. But but we I, lived, you know, we lived quite well without the internet for a while. So sure, yeah. sure. I'm not um, not arguing. I I oh, think well, that it's a, a catch bloody, twenty-two. Yeah, bloody thing. <laughs> uh, a catch twenty-two in that regard, because I do think that we'd probably be better off if we weren't online and the blue screens and the propaganda and the atrocity yeah. porn and uh, the degeneracy that we're exposed to. Sure, the list is endless. It's an endless list. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but here yeah. we are. So yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we. Um, I know, well, we covered most of your stuff and we're, we're moving along with our time. I just brought a quick story <laughs> because I wanted to talk about how this type of behavior is being propagated and how I think that it's damaged. Um, but as a host, did you have anything else that you wanted to cover before we move into my story? Uh, no, I, I was going to mention, I don't know whether you heard that comment by Alicia Keys. I only sort of saw it flash past. That was pretty dumb. <laughs> exactly. And that was a comment that had to get deleted. Now, right. okay. I yeah. wonder if, <laughs> if it is even these people that put that out there or what could you possibly have been thinking? Um, you know. Yeah, because most of these people have, you know, they. it's not just them sitting there with their phone like we think they are. They're, they run this stuff by their promotional team. Um, yeah. They're a business. They're a product. Correct. People, they're under contract. So. so who knows if that person even has access in any way, shape or form to social media? We don't know. Yeah, it's probably someone else running their account. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, heard... I'm sure Donald Trump doesn't sit there tweeting out his own tweets constantly all day. <laughs> or he'd never get any golf in. Um, I would love to think that he does, but yes, I think that's a, a good, <laughs> it probably doesn't. <laughs> uh, he was better when it was simpler times for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if, if anyone doesn't know, I don't have the exact quote here in front of me, but Alicia Keys had said something about an activity that she was looking into was hand gliding or paragliding that, yeah. yeah paragliding um something to that effect and it did not go over well as you may imagine <laughs> yeah sorry i didn't mean to put put us on the spot there i was just wondering whether you might have seen it and had yeah it I, I did see a blip about it and i did see that uh they deleted it basically but yeah i mean stop using celebrities it's just like who cares what these they're just people they're, these people are just people <laughs> under contract yes. 
And I'll tell you something else that I think part of this could be gradually, you know, the, the writer's strike and, and all this stuff. I think part of it may be mm. to continue sundowning the influence of celebrities. A yeah, lot of them get yeah. pretty well blasted out there. Um, I and I so. do think a lot less people are taking them seriously. So I think that may be it. And to bring up what you said before, but I think that it is to bring in the rise of the AI influencer because we know that there are already a handful of those out there. So I think that in the predator class ideal world, that would be where or who or how you're getting influenced. Yeah. Get rid of all the organic humans. I mean, that is what they want to do anyway. So. Yes. And then, of course, that person, they're never going to have a gaffe. They're never going to say anything that it's not 100 percent what the establishment wants them to be saying. Oh, and, and the best part, you don't have to pay them. Correct. No money because you just made them. Yeah, computer screen. Yeah. yeah, and they do everything that you said. Exactly. So I do think that that we'll probably continue to see celebrities getting um, downgraded in their sway and what people think. And I I think that has been happening. Um, you know, even yep. in like award show attendance or award show viewership that used to be millions and millions. <clears throat> not that it's not still there, but it's a gradual decline in what people are tuning in to stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, look what they did with, uh, what was it? The Oscars, you know, the, the slap, the famous slap now. The slap um, it was just around the world. Yeah. And even before that, um, Ricky Gervais, you know, he was sort of, that was kind of, I think the beginning of the decline of those award shows, wasn't it? I don't really remember too much trouble before that. Yeah, I don't know if there was a lot of trouble or controversy, but I definitely feel like yeah. it has been a gradual decline yeah. every yeah. year, well before yeah. that even. But yeah, for sure, for sure. that was uh, you breaking know, down the, the Hollywood myth and everything. And then, of course, yes. uh, what's his face with his floppy? <laughs> floppy <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, what's his the bloody director, the ugly guy? <laughs> Uh, ugly, me too. Me too. Movement director. Oh, what's his bloody name? Floppy. Hmm. The floppy. <laughs> the weird-looking sausage. That floppy motherfucker. Oh, come on, he went through court. Rose McGowan. Oh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> couldn't get the name. Couldn't get the name. <laughs> I thought you'd get it from the floppy. That floppy anyway. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So decline of Hollywood and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think away. that's part of it. So. It's once again, it's a catch 22 because I would love to see people stop worshiping what these idiot assholes have to say. But on mm. the other hand, you know that it's it's just because of some something that's worse <laughs> lurking mm. behind it. Yeah, Although it. I, I have serious doubts on, um, you know, the predator class's ability to implement their goals. They're very lofty. And even from the basic central bank digital currency and some of the places that they have rolled it out and tried already that it isn't going well. Now that's mm. not to say that they won't be able to continue to improve and hone in, you know, their skill, but I still have hope for humans to be able to recognize what is going on once it's in place and to have workarounds with that. Yep. So I'm not, I'm not black pilled here, even though a lot of this is um, some pretty heavy stuff. I would absolutely agree. I think, um, yeah, they are a bundle of, 
bumbling, fumbly reptiles <laughs> um, who just have – they're just not giving humankind enough credit. That's what I feel. Um, so, you know, they think they might have it all wrapped up with their think tanks and all their multi-billion trillions, but, you know, I mean, we're, we're a pretty resilient bunch, I think. I hate that word because they own it now, don't they? <laughs> resilient. Mm-hmm. We're a pretty tough bunch of buggers. You know, it's going to yeah. take a little bit to to enslave us all. Yeah, so, I think so too. I don't really see their plan being successful. I do think that it it could it's definitely has a, a potential to be to be tough times, but I definitely still don't ultimately feel like they're going to be able to implement their plans and I think it's number one because like you said they they don't know what it's like to be a human being and exactly. they underestimate yep humankind. And you shared a really good video. I should have, should have uh, had this in my brain to, to play a little bit of this, but it was, I think an Instagram video and it was a father who was really telling the establishment off. And he said, you're not taking my fucking kid to war. So I, yeah, he was based and it was a whole bunch of other stuff that he said too, but that was the main thing. It's like, you're not getting my fucking kid. So part of me thinks that maybe this is going to be some people that are like, Oh, I, I don't think so. And, you know, basically you're not going to send my child off to be a sacrificial lamb um, for a made award that you created or that you're stoking. Yeah, absolutely. Would you like me to find that? Because I can put my hands on it. Have we got time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go All for right. It. Here it is. I'll just, Will I put it in the chat or? Yeah, if you put it in the chat and I will, um, I can bring it up from my end and do the screen share. Alrighty. Just one. Yes, this is a very base gentleman. I like him. Yes. We go from the beginning. I don't know. Let me see if it will. Instagram's a bit awkward like that. I'll probably just do a reload, I think. Make sure that. That's what. Get this right. You want to pass a law to draft my daughter to send to another one of your foreign fucking wars for something you created so your arms manufacturers can make more money for your banker friends. Did I get that fucking solid right or not? (laughs) Now, wrong elephant breath. My daughter will not be joining the military any way, shape, or form unless it's to fight this fucking war that this government has started against its people. See how simple that is? The very fact that you don't understand the societal fucking rules about women and children, let me school you a little bit. Now, the fact of the matter is you can't make your fucking recruitment numbers because your recruiters told so many lies like, oh, yes, you get the condo on the beach when you join up. Oh, you get to start here, but we're going to switch you to what you really want later. And the biggest boner up the ass, the VA will take care of you if you got hurt. Hey, the reason you can't meet the recruitment goals is because these young men have already voted with their fucking feet. They're not going to fucking fight. And the fact that you think you're going to get the women to fight, let me put it to you this way. It was one thing when you oppressed us with unbelievable fucking taxes. One thing, because we were living in nice homes and still eating pretty good. It's another thing when you spied on us to the degree that you did and made us realize that we don't have any freedom. It's another thing when you not only wrecked the fucking economy, but you fucking did it in such a way where you spent so much fucking money that went to special interest groups that the people never had a chance to benefit from it. And now 
when you have people that are homeless eating canned goods out of the back of their fucking car. You know what? They may do that for themselves, but they're not, their kids are not going to go through that. Motherfucker, you're going to find out what people will do for their fucking children. You protect women and children because it's a societal norm. It has nothing to do with being sexist or unequal in any way. The fact is, you should always protect people that are weak of themselves and always stand up for the right fucking thing. And the right fucking thing here is if my daughter is going to be in a war, she's not going to have to go to a fucking foreign country to fight it. Fuck your taxes. Fuck your withholding. Fuck your FEMA. Fuck your IRS. Fuck you. Fuck your corrupt Congress. Fuck your corrupt presidents. Fuck your entire election process. You know, I could go on forever, but let's face it. The world's not going to live that long before a fucking meteor solves a problem for it. So fuck you. And if anybody doesn't like what I'm saying, you know what you can do. If you do like what I'm saying, give me a hell yeah in the comments, because our women aren't going to fight a fucking war for some corrupt fucking government. Uh, yeah. Language warning. Sorry. <laughs> I started out with the F word like right away. So oh, good, I, good, good. I should know by now that you never know what you're going to hear on this show. Yeah, we it's an earmuff the kid. We don't even have to say it. Definitely, especially especially when and if we end up getting our uh, our ism can't America's sweetheart back at some point, then definitely all bets are off for language. Yes. <laughs> Some yeah, he he was based. He was based, that guy. Um, yes. Yeah. What a good dad. Looking out for yes. his little girl. I and the rest agree of that. And not only that, he saw and was discussing the corruption that was happening. And I felt that that mm. was an important thing of people being fed up and recognizing what's really going on here. Yeah. You know, this is um, probably the thing that saddens me the most is that uh with the with all the disconnect the older people you know uh, we're losing we're losing wisdom you know um there's no it's not so much sitting around the table chatting anymore there's, the the children aren't connecting with their grandparents i mean i know you know i know my mum feels it um she doesn't get the connection really that sort of you know happened in her day i can completely understand her yeah. her grieving for it because yeah. it's a, it was a, it's a different time, it's a different lifestyle now, and you know since since the internet came along, there has been a disconnect. It's just been really organic, in the sense <laughs> organic. It's a, probably a strange word to choose, but it, it's it's happened as a result. It's been a um, a symptom, I suppose, is a better word. Um, so yeah, that that's probably the bit that saddens me the most is as as the old people are shoved into their old people's homes and whatever, and disconnect happens and. Kids have just got their heads down all the time. That's that bit is, um, yeah, I agree for that. Yes, I I agree. And the other thing um, about that, and it kind of ties into my story that I brought, but I it's been done intentionally. You know, the separating yeah. of the generations, the separating of family lineage, of keeping people growing up together in one plot of land. That was like the family compound, as it were. Yeah, it's a um, generational know, thing. Yeah, it did. And I, you know, I miss my uh, my grandparents that have passed. And <clears throat> I, I also am sad about the knowledge that is no longer available because of that, um, because of those divides. And I wish that whenever I was younger um, that I had known how valuable what they know was. You know, but I didn't have that and I didn't have anyone telling me that. And I'm not playing victim here and I'm not 
whining about it, but I'm just saying that that was reality of the the division between generations. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's understandable to be it's yeah. <laughs> I haven't got much more to say about it really. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's it's sad, but we just gotta, yeah, try to I'm 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 doing a few little recordings with my mum just trying to sort of capture a few stories and things that I've probably heard a million times but now I'm thinking, yeah, I'd really like to capture that and get get the facts, you know. Not yeah, try to remember it. <laughs> yep, I love that. Um, I actually did that with my grandmother um many years ago. I mean, it wasn't a, a ton of recording, but I did sit down with her for a bit and recorded uh some conversations with her. Yeah, yeah it's it. a good thing. Yep. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Let's quote Joni yes. Mitchell there. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. I, I've, I probably miss my grandma more once she had passed and maybe a couple of years or a few years had passed. And it's like, then I start, you know, you start thinking back and because my grandma basically lived with us, you know, like she sort of raised me while my mum worked and dad wasn't around. So, um, so yeah, it's, you, you miss them afterwards because it's sort of like, I don't know, it's just human nature, isn't it? You tend to take things for granted when they're around all the time and then all of a sudden, I mean, I know it sounds a bit self-morbid, but occasionally I will put myself into a into a spot where I sort of try to imagine in the future, you know, what it's going to be like without that person and it makes me appreciate them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just something. <laughs> Maybe you could do that. I don't know. I don't want to recommend people do strange things, but... I find that it does help me in my situation because, yeah, you lose a few people and you start to realise, yeah, okay, well, you're going to lose everyone eventually. So while they're still around. <laughs> yeah, try to appreciate them, the especially the people that have um, the knowledge that, you know, a lot of our grandparents have for all, all different kinds of things. Yeah. You got a story to bring? Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a little blip that I wanted to talk about. It actually is out of Australia. But today in the New York Post, they posted a story from a woman out of Australia who said, I slept with 300 people in a year. Haters say I'm disgusting, but I feel empowered. And I'm just going to give you a little blip here. An Australian woman who says she's had sex with more than 300 people in one year found the experience empowering. Annie Knight, 26, told the Kyle and Jackie O show that she even managed to bed five people in a single day during the frisky fun filled year. I felt empowered afterward. The amorous Aussie declared sex makes me feel good. It's meant to make you feel good. Knight sleeps with men and women and told the radio program that she met many of her sex partners on dating apps. However, she also has a roster of regulars on speed dial that she calls up whenever she feels like getting down and dirty. The messier the sex, the better she enthused. Um, She has been dubbed Australia's most sexually active woman, adding that nothing is off limits when it comes to experimenting in the bedroom, saying I'm down to try anything. So. Mm, Well, at least there were people. Right, and not AI, you mean, or uh, like robot? no? She slept with three hundred people. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's a positive. We can work our way up from there. Yes. Now, what I think about this is that, first of all, it doesn't surprise me that stories like this are getting planted 
into the mainstream narrative and it has for a very long time. So that part of that degeneracy is not something new. Agreed. However, I feel like this, um, this gal was, she's very, very beautiful person and that she is being promoted as an influencer to get that type of degeneracy out to people her age. So she's 26. Yeah. And so I definitely think it's like a propaganda move. But as we were talking about all that has been lost in in between generations leading us to where we're at now, that the goal of an introduction of feminism was partially to do exactly that. So this woman Mm -hmm. in the past would have probably been married. She would have had children. She would be taking care of her family or contributing to taking care of her family. But instead she's been totally waylaid, no pun intended, um, (laughs) to, to be out sleeping with 300 people in a year. And I just find it, I mean, it's kind of a funny story just because it's clown world, but it's super degenerate and it is frustrating that this is the kind of shit that's being promoted in by the corporate press. And then you have people like this woman who, like I said, she's influential. She's very beautiful. She's calling it empowering to do this type of behavior. Now, this is obviously she's doing exactly what she has been sort of herded into, um, I guess, into that direction to do that in this culture of the Instagram influencer and the culture of OnlyFans and Pornhub. This is becoming normalized for a lot of people this age. And she doesn't seem to have any issue with, you know, what she's done. But actually, I feel like it's really damaging to her. Because she, what connections can you have with a significant other? Like how healthy really are your relationships going to be when you're coming from this history, you know, from that background? Well, I'm questioning this completely because um, think of her name, right? Annie Knight, Annie Knight of the Week. Yeah. Um. She slept with 300. It's like a committee of 300, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. 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 It's just another disconnect, isn't it? You know, disconnect yeah. from your emotions, from your feelings. Um, love is not love. Sex is sex. Um, don't mix yeah. them up. Yeah. And um, it's like, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. she's a pretty girl, but all these all these shills and that, they're all, they're all beautiful people, aren't they? You know, yeah. They pick them for a reason. Gets and the attention. Good. Very anti-family, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know, unless she's a complete idiot and she's not thinking at all about her future, but I I feel she's a set-up personally. Probably um, so. I think it's just I there mean, for the uh, for the getting that across, you know. Yeah. Maybe even let me have a look at some of these numbers in here. <laughs> she's 26, yeah. okay. Mm, don't know much about yeah, that. Yeah, that's um, – that is something to consider that she may not be real, but – Nonetheless, the war on the family unit, the war on having yeah, a, yeah. a stable family that's being promoted. Um, that's the point people. of it, yes, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, take that with a grain of salt. It's just more crap coming from mainstream media, really. Yep. So be and aware. Be aware. Little, that's why we're um, here talking about it. We're not talking about it trying to promote this shit. We're, tra- we're talking about it to try to yeah. promote being aware of 
the fact that it is basically shit. <laughs> exactly. The fact that uh, what they are trying to put out there and normalize and how it can contribute to uh, current degeneracy. Now, sadly, thing, sadly, the oh, people who will be, I'm sorry, sadly, the people who will be influenced by this sort of stuff are sort of the younger people, um, probably the younger than 26 people, like yes. the teens, etc. Um, definitely people who won't be listening to this show. So, right. yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, yes. Now, one thing that we were talking about earlier, this is just a quick little blip before we uh, head out, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a title of an article from the New York Post. Devil Comet, three times bigger than Mount Everest, explodes, now heading towards Earth. And there was something... Oh, the reason Another that one. made me think of that was because the guy uh, in the video that we shared was saying that we were going to get hit with a meteor. Uh, so I was like, well, here we go. We got the Devil <laughs> Comet. There yeah, you go. Make it quick. Make it a big yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, they're always talking about meteors and, you know, these oh, yeah. invisible enemies coming from somewhere where we can't prove. <laughs> yep. Uh, just laugh in the face of tyranny, my friends. That's it. Just That's keep we can laughing, do. laughing, keep on laughing in the clown world. Get yourself one of those uh, Wiley Coyote Acme umbrellas. I highly recommend <laughs> one of those for the uh, meteorite. Yes, it'll definitely help. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that might have uh, done and we've done our dash, haven't we? We're a bit over yeah. an hour. Didn't really yeah. expect to go that long, but uh, we've got, uh, oh, we've got four listeners. Thank you, people. Oh, and Definitely. we also have a, right, good. Yes. No, thank you very much for uh, your time and your attention, everyone. And, um, and thanks for being here, Ashley. And where can we be found, Ashley? Well, Stella, I'm glad you asked. You can find us excuse me, at the union of the unknowns.com. That is our link tree page. And that's how um, gives all the ways of how you can get in touch with us, including entry into our union of the unknowns discord. And you can find me at union unknowns over on Twitter. Back to you. Thank you, you very much. Thank <laughs> you. Now, listen, young lady, I'd like you to go and make yourself a nice hot lemon and honey drink and put some onions on your feet. Okay. You've got it. Now I meant to ask you this. <laughs> Can I use red onions? Because that's all I got. Yep. You Great. sure can. They've okay. got the same, I can't remember the, the ingredient, just so that in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, just very, very quickly. If anyone gets very sick with, uh, you know, cough, cold, particularly chesty things, etc., slice up an onion, put the sliced onions on your feet, wrap some plastic wrap around the bottom of your feet because that's where the largest pores of your skin are, then wrap some plastic wrap around, put some old socks on, get into bed and have a rest. And I guarantee when you wake up, you'll feel a lot better. And keep doing it until you do feel better. That's yep. a Barbara O'Neill, the naturopath um, thing. So shout out to Barbara O'Neill, whichever she listens. <laughs> she probably does. Yeah, she was chased out of Australia. She's an Australian lady. And um, she was chased out of Australia because she was revealing far too many good natural therapies. So now she lives over in your joint. Yeah, I think Colorado, you said? think it might be I can't quite remember but look her up Barbara O'Neill she's got some excellent um, natural health tips with just everyday stuff you've probably got in the cupboard love and on it. that note we shall depart thank you for listening everyone and all the best and love your guts we are the union of the unknowns we are out
Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.